sounding good this morning. Are you excited about today's message? Is that why you're here? Yep, it's the final message in the series called Crazy. Man, we went over being what crazy Christians are. There's some of those in this room, believe it or not. We went over crazy love. Uh, we've just we've had some fun this this month. We even asked some really crazy questions in uh, let's see, was it week two when we talked about it? We asked the three questions: Is Jesus crazy? Is he a con man, or was he actually the Christ? And a lot of churches, you you don't have that. Uh, asking those kinds of questions. And we want to make sure, you know what, we feel like if, that if we ask those questions and we answer them according to God's word and the truth, that it only solidifies your faith. Amen? It only solidifies your faith. And for all of those that don't attend South Point and you're here for the baptism, we want to say thank you for coming and hanging out with us today. The pastor wants to thank you for not leaving after the baptism. All right? And so you're hanging out with us. It makes me feel like, oh, this is so much more energy in the room and more exciting. So if you do have your uh, orange bulletin, there's some notes in there. If you want to follow along with us on Version, the Bible app, you can follow along. Go to events. We're usually the first one because it does it by location. Um, and we're going to jump into this because I want to fill you in on a word today. I counted up, I did some, did some research on, uh, on a few different words, and I, I want to show those to you today because words are important in the Bible. They're in there intentionally. The word believe in the Bible, let's look at this. The word believe in the Bible is in there 272 times. That's a bunch, right? It's six, 66 books, that's a, that's a bunch of times. But look at the next word, pray. Pray is in there 371 times. Not super, not, not a whole lot compared to where we're going, but pray is in there a ton, right? The next one is the word love. Love is in there 714 times. You would think by 714 times, that means love is super important for the theme of the Bible, right? Well, let me, let me give you this one. How about the word give? 2,161 times. God talks about him giving to us much more than he ever talks about us giving to him. We give, we are challenged to give in our lives, to be generous. Like the, like the title of this message says, crazy generous, to be that way with our lives. And for one reason only, because he was that way with us. Can I get a giant amen on that? Because he was that way with us. He, he, you know, yesterday at our men's breakfast, we had some men that are recovering addicts. They were telling their story and sharing the story, and they kept talking about a second chance, a second chance. And I know what they meant. It was powerful stuff yesterday listening to them. But the truth be told, really what we're talking about is like the 37,112th chance, right? I mean, that's the kind of generosity we're talking about. Like when my kids ask for a second chance, it's really just a second chance on that very specific thing. It's about chance number 9,000 this week, right? And that's the way we are with God. And that's why it, it's, it's an important thing for us to see that to be generous in our lives. It's one of our core values at South Point. But to be generous with our life is the exact expression of faith that shows God we're in this to win it. We're in this for real. Listen to this. This is kind of the theme verse for today. Proverbs eleven twenty four, and this is in the message. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. When I read that, you know, the first thing I think of is, Lord, please help me to be generous. I, I want to understand bigger perspectives on things. I, I want my world to get bigger and bigger and not my world to get smaller and smaller because it's all about me. Amen. 
hey, this message today is a big amen message. So you hear anything you like, just kind of go amen or preach it, brother, or come on, Scott, or anything like that, all right? It just encourages me. I preach faster. The anointing is stronger. All that works together. Y'all with me? Okay, that's kind of halfway, but we'll get there, all right? A couple of quotes that, that I have thought about for years. One from Winston Churchill, and it says this, we make a living by what we get. We make a life about what we give. Good stuff right there. Sister Teresa, Mother Teresa says this, a life not lived for others is not a life. It's, it's a common theme through people that get it, through people that understand it. We understand that God is all about generosity to us, but, but here's the thing that's difficult sometimes, because a lot of times in church, when we talk about being generous, it's about just about finances. And really, finances is the last part that God ever addresses. The rest of it has to do with not our blood pumping muscle, but the heart. It has to do with our heart. It has to do with how we see things, how we feel about things. The perspective in which we see our neighbors and our coworkers, the problem people in our lives, the wonderful people in our lives, whether we're generous or not, is if God is guiding that perspective or not. So today I'm going to give us a bunch of information, a bunch of good scriptures, mostly out of the book of Proverbs, because I've been holding on to this one for this whole series to finish with it today. Because I believe this, all the stuff that we've talked about, preached about, and learned in this series, this is the exclamation point for that. If we can walk out of here today and draw closer to Christ and live that out in a generous life with the people around us, we can change our world. Amen? You can change the relationships in your world. You can change your coworkers. You can change your family. I'm counting on that. I really am. Times when I want to react, I'm counting on me being generous, like the Bible says, and giving grace. Me giving, giving my time, giving extra love, being generous. I'm counting on that winning in the end. Amen? Woo, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting, let me just say. Number one is this. Here's what we're shooting for. The crazy generous are happy. There's a lot of talk in this world about being happy, and there's not a lot of scripture with the word happy in it. But if you look into God's word a little bit, you can see some things that'll help us understand, oh, as I'm generous with my life, as, as I'm a giver with my life, as I love people generously, forgive people generously, the strange thing about that is it comes back to me in a happier life. L listen to what scripture says. Proverbs eleven twenty five 25 says this, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Let me just have a, I need your participation on this. How many throughout the last couple of weeks, you're the exact thing you need is a little refreshing over the last couple of weeks. Anybody? You go, I, I could use some of that. Like if Jesus showed up and goes, anybody out for some refreshing day? We're going to do away with Scott's preaching. We're just going to dole out some refreshing. Y'all be fighting me because I'd be in the first spot right here. I could use that all the time. The world is draining, but God's word reminds us. It's not about more. It's, it's about giving. It's about generosity. Another, another verse, Proverbs 21 says this. Some people are always greedy. Don't, don't say amen there. Are always greedy for, for more, but, here's a good amen spot, but the godly love to give. Amen. Do you know why we love to give? That, that's where this happiness we're talking about comes from. We love to give because we see the results of it. When I, when I give grace to somebody that I feel like maybe, you know, my flesh doesn't deserve it, but I'm generous and I give grace to them, guess what happens to that person? That They want to be around me more because I'm generous with my grace. You know what I'm saying? My, my kids pick their favorites between me and my wife on who gives out more grace and mercy. Isn't that funny? 
most of the time it's not the toys, it's, it's the grace and the forgiveness and the love. It's the generosity of that direction. And let me give, give you some ideas of some things that'll make you happy when we're generous. So at the beginning of the year, this year, we actually did a little little financial campaign. We knocked it out like in three months, all three of them. We got the basketball court built. We bought some new sound equipment that we've had problems with ever since. And <laughs> did that come out? I said that out loud. Um, for, for the people that sold it to us watching, this is for you, all right? And then the, the third thing that we're super excited about that we started just two weeks ago, we're starting to remodel our big kids' room in the back. We got the stage built. We got the painting started. Yeah, let's give a little whoop whoop on that. That's good stuff. And, and can I tell you, that only happens because people are generous. That, that's the only way it happens. And isn't it amazing when, when we have a giving heart, when we're forgiving or loving or, or, or giving financially, whatever that is, isn't it amazing how it makes us feel better? It makes us happy. It's, it's a weird spiritual thing going on that it really affects our physical. The second thing is this, that crazy, the crazy generous, which are us, everybody in this room, they're compassionate. It tells us that throughout Proverbs, throughout Scripture, it tells us that generous people care about others. Listen to Proverbs 29, 7. The righteous care about the justice, about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. The righteous people, the ones that are right standing, that's what righteous means, right standing with God, they're in the right place with God, they care about things God cares about. They care about the poor. They care about things that need to be cared about. Let me, let, me give you a, let me give you an example. So one of the things we, we love to do outreach at South Point, we love to not just spend all of our money and our time and our effort on us, but we like to do things all throughout the year, and especially this fall. I mean, we started with, the, with our school outreach last month. That's a big event, and we're coming up on some Christmas stuff that we're going to be doing, some big stuff. But our backpack, our uh, Rockwood Elementary uh, school supply outreach, if I can get all that in there, all of that was so successful this year. Well, we've done this for four or five years now, but it was so big. We had so many people, well over 100 volunteers. We had plenty of money. We had plenty of people serving. So, so we're going to do it in two schools next year. How about that? Isn't that awesome? So that's the, that's the way we figured it around here. If, we, if, we have a, if we're generous with our, with our people, with our resources and all that, and we have too much, well, let's just put it in the bank account, right? Isn't that what God said? No, what, what he said, now, you have to be wise with your finances, but he said, why don't you be generous with it? Do you see people in need? Do you see people that can't afford things? Do you see people that need time? Do you see people that need help? Absolutely. Well, why don't we do something as a church family that we can't do by ourselves or individually? Why don't we join our resources together and we'll just split up this year and we'll go take over two schools and bless their teachers and their families and we'll just love them like God loved us generously. Amen? I told y'all this is going to be a good one today. I love talking about all this. We, we've recently, I'll tell you something else that makes me excited that is a, is a show of our compassion, what we're trying to do. We've recently, uh, Pastor Jenny actually spoke about it last week a little bit in the transition that uh, we've joined an organization, partnered with an organization, a leadership organization called ARC. They're out of uh, Alabama, Baton Rouge, or Birmingham, Alabama, out of Church of the Highlands. Uh, their pastor is the leader of that. And ARC stands for Association of Related Churches. Now, it's not a denomination or like that. It's just an organization that helps to do two things. One, to plant churches to reach people. And the second thing is to help existing churches reach people. So their entire purpose is to help reach people. And some of the things we've actually borrowed from them, 
the last couple of years with them knowing it, with them with their permission, but we've actually used their stuff for years to help us in understanding how some of our systems work. And so some of the things that you actually love about South Point, maybe growth track is from ARC, the reason we do growth track. And so it helps us, it gives us tools to partner with ARC to help us be compassionate and help other people in the world. It helps us grow and reach people. Amen? The third one is this. Crazy people, here's a good one, crazy people are blessed. Now I want to teach this in balance because when you start talking about being blessed in church, some people believe that we, that we give so that we can get, right? Like there's this mathematical equation over in First. First Corinthians 6 that teaches, right, if you give this much, then it quadruples and comes back. Wouldn't that be great? Because I would be broke. I'd just sign over my check every week to the church. Just give it in there, and then it would come back four times on the second Tuesday of the month. But that's not how it works. We don't, we don't give so that we get. We see it different at South Point. We see it the way Scripture tells us that we get to give, right? Like, well, I get to give my time because God has blessed me with the be able to see things that, that need my help that need my generosity. So I work my time so that it works like that. It's amazing that somebody that's so busy like you and I are, when we begin to give generously with our time, how that God works in extra time for us to give generously. That, that's what it means. Let's listen to Proverbs 22 says this. Proverbs is such a good book. You need to read it every month. Blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. There's one aspect of it. Proverbs 28, 27. So it says that we're blessed there. What about Proverbs 28? Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. I love it when you read a verse like this, if they'll leave that up there for just a second, because you get to see something in here. So people that are generous, they're not going to actually lack anything. God's going to make sure they're taken care of. People that he's given tools and resources and abilities to, when we're generous with those, God makes sure that we always have enough. But people that are stingy, it looks like by reading this that their world gets smaller and smaller, right? Just like the scripture we read in the very beginning. So the, the generous, the world of the generous, God opens opportunities. God wants to bless that. God wants to make sure that you don't ever lack anything. You see something that needs taken care of and it needs, some, needs your ability. Well, maybe God gives you the ability to help with them at that moment. God gives you the opportunity to help with them at that moment. That's what we're looking for. Number four is this. The crazy generous are rewarded. Now, let me just tell you, this one, on the other hand, does motivate me. I don't, I don't give to get. I get to give, but this one motivates me because Proverbs 19 says this. If you help the poor, you're lending to God, and he will repay you. Listen, if there's anybody that I want to be in, in debt to me that, that like says, oh, I'm going to repay them, it's God. You know what I'm saying? It's God looking at me and going, the way you're living, I need to entrust you with some more resources so that you can help people. I got two goods on that. That's it. I, I want to I bless you so that you can bless others because you've shown that with what you have, you bless others. You're a generous person. I want to be generous to you. Isn't that funny how that works out? The wealthiest man I know personally is probably the most caring, generous person I know. It embarrasses me. And, and there have been times in my life I go, well, if I had 150 million, have you ever said that? Is it just me? I feel bad. I feel convicted. I need to, let me pray real quick. <laughs> no, and, and what I find out when I, when I got to know this guy, he's, he, sold, he, he made, a, made an invention years ago, sold it for 150 million and has worked for himself ever since. He has lots of money. But you know what? He grew up dirt poor. He grew up dirt poor. And then to hear his story from growing up in Velma, Oklahoma, 
He's always helped people. Even if he didn't have much, he's helped people with what he's had. And it isn't, isn't it amazing? People that they get their heart right and they have a generous heart, generous with others, how God will supply those needs so that you can supply their needs, so that you can help others. God has taught me by getting to know this friend of mine more and more over about the last 25 years now that God didn't really even give to me to bless me. Like part of what he gives to me is to bless me. Part of my talents is to bless me. Part of my finances, resources, time, all that's to bless me. But the bulk of it is to bless his kids. It's to be a part of this world as a, as a, as, as a connected giver, to be generous in my life. So I want to wrap this up with those other four things you see in your notes. Because I can give you a bunch of scriptures, which are great. We ought to take these and think about today, how can I apply these in my life and walk out of here and live this? Not just learn it, but to live it. That's where the, that's where the life change comes from, is putting it into practice. And so today, I want to end with these four real quick to, to help us put these things into practice. This is what we're talking about. If we're going to live a crazy, generous life, it starts with 2 Corinthians 9. It says this. This is what I pray for all of us every day. You will be made rich in every way. Can I get an amen? So that you can be generous on every occasion, and your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. There, there's the tool. So God's going to bless us and help us to be rich in every way so that when the opportunity arises in different occasions throughout your life, you can bless others and that will result in them looking to heaven and going, thank you, Lord, for that blessing. Sometimes you want to go, well, hold on, I sacrificed. I'm the, one that gave, I'm the one that gave up four hours to come and help you do this, right? No, God, God gave me the ability, the time, the strength, so that they may give thanksgiving to him. Whew. Now generosity is starting to make sense. Let's run through these four real quick. So let's do this. Let's be crazy generous with our time. How about that? Let's be crazy generous with our time. That's probably the most precious thing you and I have on this planet. Can I get an amen? Our time, you just don't get any more back. The older I get, I'm fixing to turn 49. 49, that's an old codger. I, I, I feel like 25, and I look in the mirror, and I go, what, where are you at? You know, like you're lost. And, but what that reminds me of is that this life is finite. This life is going, like it's rigged. Nobody's getting out alive. We're all going to just get older and older and older. The bodies break down. We die. No amens on that, please. Right? That's what happened. So then I better make the most of my time. I want to invest my time so that it changes people's lives, so that people, when we get to heaven, God says, I owe you. And it's not one of those, oh, no, uh, owes. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those, uh, I'm going to repay you for the things you did for my kids. That's what I'm talking about. That's what church is about. Amen? And that's why I want to give it up to a group of people today. Now, some of you are in here today because it's not your weekend, but I want to give it up to our dream team because the, the reason that you're enjoying this service so much is because there are people back there in that booth making sure that the slides work, they're double-checking the AC, they're making sure the sound works today. There are people on this stage, part of the dream team that were serving. Yeah, give them a little love. Yeah. There are... All volunteers, all volunteers, part of the dream team on this stage, people that... that 
Part of their gift, their talent is to play or to sing that came up here Tuesday night and practiced, that worked on their music all week, showed up super early when you were getting out of bed this morning. They got, they were already here practicing, working on it so that they could lead you in some worship today. That, that kind of people, those kind of people that when you walk through the front door and you smell like, I don't even like coffee. And I came in today, asked Daryl, I came in today and I go, that coffee smells amazing. I love it. I love the smell of it. I can't stand the taste of it, but I love the smell of it. And Daryl and his family get up early and the people that serve in Common Grounds, they get up early every week, get in there and prep all that coffee and make sure that when you walk in, you're like that. And they just give you some coffee and you drink it and you go, oh, I'm feeling much better. And you come in here and have a wonderful service. There's people, absolutely. There's some coffee drinkers. Y'all know who we're talking about. Not you, but those people, you know. There are people right now on the Dream Team that are back here that have studied their lesson all week for kids' ministry. And they're back there leading your kids, teaching our kids that Jesus loves them, that he wants to be their best friend, that he's got a plan for their life. You know, I mean, and, and all around this campus, there are people every single week that are part of the Dream Team that give up their time to change lives, Period to give up their time to change life. If we're gonna be crazy generous, let's do it with our time, amen? Second one is this, crazy generous with our talent, with our talent. Now I'm not talking like America's got talent, talent, or I would leave right now, all right? I would be in the blooper reel. If it, speaking of America's, did y'all notice our exec, or not executive, our associate pastor Michael was up here singing today? Isn't that unfair? Yeah, I mean, he did a great job. But it's unfair that he can speak and sing. You know, all, all I got is like, I can talk. That's it. That's all I can do. But when you, when you take your talent and you put it in God's hands, it's amazing what God can do with it. With, with these men yesterday in the, from uh, Hope is Alive, this organization that helps men struggling with addiction to recovery from addiction, I got to speak to him a little bit and, and was reminding him this, that listen, the very things you get in trouble for now, that very weird thing in your personality that people can't stand and that, you know, we'll just leave it there. You get in trouble for, put that in God's hands and that becomes a gift. That becomes a talent. That becomes something that God designed you with from the very beginning, that in a, with a generous outlook on life, with a generous perspective. I go, I don't know, it'll throw me out of my comfort zone. I don't know if I want to get up on Tuesdays. I mean, golly, that's recovery day. I mean, you know, Sunday night football, Monday night football, Tuesday's recovery day, right? And I got to go to practice now. It takes, when we become generous with our heart, we put that talent in God's hands. God does amazing things with that. He takes it from that normal human thing to something supernatural. And I, and I want to encourage you, next week starts our growth track, the growth track class that we have back here in the corner. Week number two of growth track talks about, uh, we take a spiritualist, spiritual gifts assessment. You just, it's all your information. And by the end of it, everybody always does this. They go, oh, that's why I do that. Yeah, that, that's the gift in you that, that God designed you with from the beginning. He wants you to be generous with that so you can bless others so that they look to heaven and give thanks to God. It's good stuff. Number three, we're wrapping it up. Crazy generous with our touch. I added this one in this time because if we usually talk, we usually don't add this one in. But this is so important because this is where it gets personal. So many of these other, with our time, it's blanket time. With our talent, it's blanket. But when we talk about your touch, this is something you can start today. You don't have to go through growth track, but, but I'm gonna give you five real quick words to help you to see how, how can I, be generous with my touch in my life. Listen to this. So the first one is to smile. Can everybody do that? Y'all just look at your neighbor real quick and practice this one. Yeah, isn't that great? You didn't have to go to class. 
You didn't have to read the Bible to do that. You didn't have to even have a great day. You can fake it. Now, sometimes you can tell like that, but it through your smile, you can change somebody's direction of their day. Touch their lives. Think about these different ways that you can touch somebody's life. Smile. The second one is to sympathize with them. Take a second one. Yes, how are you doing? And somebody goes, great, fine, wonderful, okay, okay, great, wonderful. And, and just say, well, no, really, how you doing? Sim- sympathize with their life. Connect with them for a second. When, you, when we're scrolling through social media, this is really the, the reason for this touch point. When we scroll through social media, we're passing so many critical moments in people's lives. Families, weeks in the hospital, tragedies, prayer requests. Just scrolling. Take a second. Take a second. It's something that I'm learning because, believe it or not, I'm not a big Facebook guy. But I'm, I'm directing myself. I need to get on there because that's, that's part of the new community. And I want to touch people's lives. So that's why I get. I, I probably miss your birthday. I'm sorry. But when you have something going on, I'm going I'm to try to be there. Try It's another way that we can touch people's lives and sympathize with what they're going through. We can speak up, so we can we can speak into their lives. I I think for me, it's it's texting. It's a great way when you know if somebody's something that somebody's going through. Don't wait for them to come to you. You speak up. What do you need? What can we help with? How can I bless you? And make them give you an answer. Make them give you an answer. Change some people's lives with your touch. The Fourth one is to serve. I'm just going to tell you, Jesus said, I came to this world not to be served, but to serve. He understood the secret of serving. Serving people blesses their life. And when you see that, it blesses your life. And together, both of you thank God for your lives. The last one is this, to sacrifice. Sacrifice. That is is probably the most important one of them all. Every now and then you should do something. You should do something that costs you. You should do something that pushes you past the edge because it makes you, it reminds you how real life is. It reminds you how blessed we are. It will remind you that God's in charge. Amen. Number four is be crazy generous with our treasure. Yes, let's, let's give in the offering. And I think it goes way beyond. I think everybody ought to have a first goal of being tithers. It's a biblical principle from A to Z. Be a tither. Get on a track and get there. Get there. But can I tell you, even even beyond that, way beyond that, I think we ought to be crazy generous with our finances. Crazy generous. I think we ought to set aside, like pay our bills, have some for saving, give to God. And then we ought to just have some that we just go, I'm just giving this to people. I am just going to bless people. I'm going to buy them some groceries. I'm going to fix their flat. I'm going to fix that broken window of what my, my neighbor's house for two years. What, like, I am going to find ways with the resources God gave me to bless other people. Amen? I'm going to be crazy. That was a weak amen. I'm going to be crazy generous with my treasure, with my finances. Listen, can I just be really honest with you? We have lots of vision at South Pole. We have a lot more vision than what we're doing. You know what limits us? It limits us on, on hiring some more staff. It limits us on the outreach that we do. It's just finances. And we have prayed like, Lord, we're, ne- we're not ever gonna harp on finances. When's the last time you heard a message about finances at South Point? It's important. It's something we need to do. But our belief is when God gets a hold of your heart, that's why you get a lot of heart messages. When God gets a hold of your heart, he'll get a hold of your wallet and your purse. Just, just don't get those mixed up. Let's just don't go for the heart, and, I mean the wallet and purse first because then people's hearts aren't in it. 
Y'all get that? But when we, when we, when we get there, when, it, when the treasure comes in, the vision will go out. It'll just speed it up. We'll just do more and more and more and more. One last verse. Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you a good measure. Press down. Don't, don't you love that? Like, he's describing it like when I'm going to give you a measure, I'm not talking like a big fluffy one with lots of air pockets in there, right? Like if God's going to give to me, I don't want it like that. I want it pressed down, right? Tap it down a little bit. Shake it. Get all the air bubbles out. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody. I don't want, want any of that. And I want it overflowing. Like I want it to be a point and like pieces falling off the edge, right? That's what he's talking about. I want to give to you a good measure running over will be poured into your lap. Like get your shirt out, hold that out because I'm going to fill that up. That's what God wants to do to us. And then he reminds us of the last sentence here. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And every time I read that, I think, okay, that's a race, huh? That's a race till my last breath. For whatever I measure out to the world, my generosity and my time and in my talents, my touch and my treasure. Whatever I measure out, that's what God's gonna bless me with. So it's a competition now, right? It's a competition. I'm just gonna see before I die, I'm just gonna see if I can just make God go, okay, don't give Scott anything else. He's just gonna give it away. Now that's difficult. I'm not saying like that, I've got that down. That's my goal. I just wanted it to be overflowing and to just be people standing around me that are being blessed because God's blessing me, amen? A life, the success of a life is not determined by how much we accumulate. It's, by, it's determined by how much we give away. Let that reprogram you. You'll talk about crazy generous. Let that be your saying on your wall in your office when, when your coworkers come in, when your boss comes in. Oh no, boss, it's not about how much I make. It's about how much I give away. You're fired. You're crazy. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if they just, they just said, South Point, it's really just a bunch of crazy people. They're crazy with their time. They don't even think about themselves. They're crazy with their gifts that God's given them. They just jump out and think they can sing. And they get up. God increases the talent and you're able to sing and you bless people that never knew otherwise. That's what God wants for all of his followers. It's to be crazy generous. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Don't even filter it with the world. Don't even listen to anything the world says. It's 180 degrees completely wrong. God said, give it away and I'll give you more. Give, it, give your time away, I'll give you more. You'll never hurt for more of that. I'll give you everything you need. Read those scriptures we put in your notes today. It's promises from God. We don't give. I'm not generous so that God gives me. I'm generous knowing that I get to be a part of his plan on this planet and that he'll supply all my needs accordingly. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for the dream team. Thank you for people that are willing to sacrifice time, talent, and treasure to bless us, to bless your people, your kids, your teenagers, the adults. Thank you, Lord. It is a blessing. Thank you so much for organizations that, that put God's people and God's plan first, like ARC, that we're able to be a part of. It's amazing they launched, launched four churches last week. I want to be a part of that. Lord, help us in our everyday life to be generous. Help us to be generous, crazy generous, not by the rules of this world, but by the plans of God. And with your eyes still closed, I want to pray one more quick prayer. 
a prayer for those in this room that you do not know Jesus. Maybe you're sitting in here and you're just here for a baptism. You're here with a friend. You're just checking church out. But I want to pray and give you an opportunity this morning to receive the generosity that I have received from Jesus Christ. You see, I, I grew up half of my life not living for God. And it was in some of the worst stages of my life in college that God came to me and poured out his generosity, his love, forgiveness, hope. And today I wanna pray and give you an opportunity to open up your heart and say, Jesus, come in, be generous with me. Show me your forgiveness, your love, and I'm gonna give you my life. Teach me to follow you. Will you do that with me today? If that's you, while I pray, will you just say, that's me, Lord. Jesus, we love you today, and we're coming to you right now because you are so generous with your love, with your compassion, with your forgiveness, with everything. Lord, I pray that if there be anybody in this room today, which I'm sure there is, that they don't know you, they don't really know you. They know of you, but they don't really know your kindness. They don't know that forgiveness every single day. They don't know that you can take us from a zero to a hero in a moment. I pray that today as they open up their heart and their lives, that you would come in and forgive them of their sin, that you would make them new in this life, that you would show them that you have hope for them, that you have promises for them, and that you would overwhelm them with your generosity, Lord. So from this day forward, they will be generous. They will be giving. They will be loving to an extent that the world calls crazy. We love you, Lord. It's in your name that we pray. And everybody in this room said amen.